What's up, everyone? This is Josh Peterson of Humanican Media. And I'm Gerald Glassford, and we're from the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. And you're listening to Weird, a Two Dudes podcast right here on the Ace Podcast Network. I feel like there's a joke in here somewhere. I know, that's really weird, isn't it? Ace Podcast. Weird. I don't know. What do you think about it, listener? I think that we need to polish it a little bit. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. You I think it's what Mark Patch had in mind when he wrote that little you, ditty. You, you what they call that, don't you? What that? Freestyle. <laughs> I'm the master of freestyle, but I'm not a rapper. No. No. You're not a rapper. How are you, Craig Underhill? I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got lots of stories here, episode one sixty eight. One sixty eight. Hey, yeah. I'm Aaron Lindsay. Uh I'm Craig Underhill. No, Happy to be here. Actually uh, reverse that. We get confused. Strike that. Reverse it. Um, yeah, we got all kinds of stories. We need to get right into them because uh, we... Last episode ran over. It ran over a little bit. A little so here's, here's the thing. Studio. We have to have some checks and balances here, people. <laughs> you're going to have... You're gonna, if you get a long show, some something has to... You get, it's got to be... It's got to equal out. It's got to equal out, yeah. which means this show is now over. Brittany was... Okay. That's episode 168. <laughs> we appreciate Thanks for you guys listening. listening. Been, please tell your friends. We really do apologize that this show had to be a lot shorter than the first one for the last... <laughs> Uh, rather. We used up all our time last week. This week they said, you know what, you got three minutes. And yeah. we, we used a minute for the band meeting. So. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much have to leave now. But hey, listen, if you're, uh, you tell your friends about the shortest podcast on the planet. Okay, we're just kidding. Okay. We do have a top story. We really do. You ready for it? Yeah, really. Top story. Man in hospital after eating world's hottest chili. Oh, wow. That's what you should not eat, the world's hottest chili. A man who, uh, you know, I ate one of these, by the way. Did you? I know you had a chip. I had the chip, which was made with this. Yes, but you didn't eat one of these peppers. I immediately regretted it. Yeah, but you didn't eat one of these peppers. That's my point. I had the chip. No, here's my point. That's my point. (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to make a point. Obviously, that's different from the point on the top of your head. I only had the chip that was made with this pepper, and yeah. I immediately regretted it. Yeah. I could not imagine being dumb enough to shove one of these in your... So when you started this story with, I had one of these peppers, what you were really meaning to say is I had a potato chip. No, I had a corn chip. <laughs> okay. But wait, before you discount it too much, this is actually a challenge. Was cha- it discounted? It's a, no. Well, yeah, it was free. It was a challenge that, that Paquit... You start buying these things. Yeah, they were delicious. But you, didn't, you didn't buy the ghost... You didn't buy the no, Carolina but you Reaper. The, you, you crumble them up in your chili. But you, you, had, you had the ghost pepper. But this is the this is the get, This is the uh, this is the the Reaper. Yes. This is different. Don't fear the Reaper. Come you, on, baby. You, you probably want to fear this one. A man who ate the world's hottest chili pepper in a chili eating contest ended up in the hospital after experiencing thunderclap headaches. I don't oh. like the sound of that at all. Oh, I had a chocolate thunder today. I saw the drawing. You sent me a picture yeah. of, on the board, the menu, yeah. and it was looked more like chocolate lightning. <laughs> it did. It, it was a picture of lightning coming out of a cloud. That's not My thunder. My buddy Mark from uh, Profit Gains yeah. podcast yes. bought me a chocolate thunder. He didn't buy me one. Profit Gains. That's a, that's a pretty good podcast. You should check it out. 
Chad and Mark over there. You be gaming. It, it's a motiv- eating chocolate thunders. It's a motivational podcast. It's unlike weird. You actually get something out of their show. <laughs> you get stuff out of this. A headache. Thunder Not clap. a thunderclap. But anyway, thunderclaps and lightning. Very very frightening. Ripper chili. Ripper chili. Ripper chili. Ripper chili. <laughs> Chili, let me go. <laughs> let me go. No, I've really got to go. No, he really got to go. Stop it. Read. Thunderclap headache. Very, very headache. <laughs> Please. Wow. You should just stop. Hey, so anyway, ready? He ate a Carolina Reaper chili in the contest in New York State. The crushingly painful headaches came on the next few days. What's a thunderclap headache? You Apparently, ever, you know it has to do is? with the constriction of your your veins and the artery, whatever. It's running through your head. How does it compare to a migraine, I wonder? Apparently, it's like, um, I, I, honestly, I, I don't... I've never heard of one until I, this story. I, I was I was looking... Okay. I think, don't hold me to it, it has to do with how your arteries in your head and everything, they, they, it makes them contract or expand or something. Okay. And it causes just mayhem in your head. I mean, just apparently it's a horrible vicious type headache like really really bad so it's up there with the migraine uh, it could be uh, you know people have i'm going to research people this. have different kind of migraines they have uh complex migraines which aren't necessarily not all of them are painful and you got the ones yeah. like my, my, my wife gets uh glenna we don't speak about her much no. but she gets um when she, she hasn't had them in a while but when she gets them it's like um uh, paralyzing like just really really horrible migraines. i never had migraines till like two years ago now i get them like so imagine week. so imagine in, <laughs> when i'm sitting the table from self inf- the craig yes right imagine self-inflicting this <laughs> on you and so going going back to my story the, yeah the company that makes these chips uh paki i think it's how you pronounce yeah. it they as you know they make the they make the ghost pepper chips those, those are really they're, they're good they're yeah. very very hot yeah well they have a they have a whole marketing campaign it was a contest yep. called it was the carolina reaper they they send you this is my point is that this chip isn't like just a walk in the park they send you one yeah it's chip. a package of one you saw the package right yeah. it was like this little yeah. coffin it, yeah and 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 it's it's nothing to be toyed with like a lady ate one on the news and threw up instantly yeah yeah and so i uh split it with a guy i work with and I put it in my mouth, and I was immediately doing jumping jacks and jumping up and down and uh, Ooh, regretting it. And unlike anything else that I've had that hot, uh, I I can't describe it any other way. It almost felt like I literally had a burn on my tongue. Wow. Because the rest of the day, I felt like it was like there was something like it hurt. I don't it want hurt. that. I don't want that. It was really weird. I do like hot stuff, but I don't like painful stuff. So anyway, his experience has been published in the uh, in the BMJ case reports as is the first case to be associated with eating chili peppers. The doctor who reviewed his case has warned anyone eating hot chili peppers uh, to uh, he, say, he, he didn't say red hot chili oh, okay, peppers. Okay, good to seek medical attention immediately if they experience sudden onset headaches. Thunderclap headaches are. Here we go. I just explained well, this. Well, I just waited. Thunderclap headaches. Let's see how close I was. Okay. Thunderclap headaches are caused by sudden tightening of the vessels that supply blood to the brain, a condition known as reversible cerebral uh, vas- constriction, vasoconstriction syndrome, RC, uh, SV. RCSV. Immediately after eating. So I was pretty close there. It's the, constri- the constriction of those of the artery. It's, yeah. it's basically cutting off your blood support. It's like having a boa constrictor wrapped around your brain. Or your brain. Yeah. Uh, That's terrible. 
But what a is. nightmare. Immediately after eating at the contest, the man experienced dry heaves. Uh, this week's band name, the dry heaves. That's, no, that's not a, okay, fine. <laughs> we gotta have no, one. No, I say it. That's, that's true. It. That's it. Severe neck pain developed over the next few days along with dehabilitating, debilitating rather, <laughs> dehabilitating. He couldn't be dehabilitated, he couldn't be rehabilitated, so they had to dehabilitate him. Oh, man. We've been going for a while. Uh, uh, debilitating severe headaches lasting just a few seconds at a time. What's he complaining about? Just a few seconds. <laughs> the pain was so bad he went to the emergency room and was tested for various neurological conditions, but the results were negative. I bet they were checking for meningitis and everything. No telling. The, uh, a CT scan showed uh, that several arteries in his brain had constricted, leading doctors to diagnose him with RCVS. Uh, RCVS does not always have an obvious cause but can occur as a reaction to some prescription medication or after taking illegal drugs. Great. Now the guy's being grilled for drugs. Bless his heart. Uh, this is the first case to be associated with eating chili peppers. Previously eating cayenne pepper has been linked to sudden constriction of the coronary artery and heart attacks. Now, I eat cayennes quite a bit. The man's symptoms uh, cleared up by themselves, and a CT scan five weeks later showed that his arteries had returned to the normal size. I just don't really play around. Like, I, I like... Um, I like spicy stuff, but Me here, too. here's my rule. I am be, being serious. I, I don't like if I'm not enjoying the food because it's burning my mouth. Yeah, it ruins it. Yeah, if it's a little bit spicy. Yeah, to give me some you know actual flavor. Yeah, if it's hot for the sake of being hot, it to me I, honestly. I mean, yeah, there might be a little bit of endorphin rush that people yeah, get from that. That's it. And there are people addicted to hot sauces for just the endorphin yeah. rush. I used to know of a guy that actually carried a bottle with him everywhere he went. Yeah, would put it on every bite of food just to get that rush. Yeah, but um, I, I don't like that. I want the food to taste good. I want to enjoy it. If I'm trying to if I'm trying to wrestle my way through the meal. Yeah. Like Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Brother. <laughs> then I probably would not enjoy it, and therefore I don't want it to be that way. So there, All right. I said it. I'm glad I said it, too. See, I like spicy, too, and there was a time in my life where I'd take it the hottest they could get it, just to, just so I could... Well, you had the time of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you can't think of the rest I can't, of it. No. Uh, headline is singing road strikes. You never felt that way before. Singing road strikes wrong chord with Dutch villagers. Take the highway past the Dutch village of Jolsom, and the road will Al Jolsom will play you a tune. Yeah, there's actually, that's not the only place that. No, there's that other places. And you know what's funny about this? I am not lying when I say this. What? I am being one hundred million percent honest with this. I had this idea. Oh, Year, come on now. No, no, years ago. But, you know, it's like one of those things you think about and you go, how cool would it be is if you cross over parts of the road, it would trigger, you know, sounds. I had a similar idea, but of course, I, me being me, I never acted on it. Well, right? I invented the uh, the pet door with the chip in it and the chip in the collar so that the lock, it wouldn't unlock. And then somebody made that. Inventing the the idea versus actually inventing it are two different things. But there's one in America that plays one of our patriotic songs. I forget what it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Riding the Storm Out. No, it's that's not. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Created by strategically laid rumble strips as the way of livening up journeys across the flat landscape. The novelty has worn thin for locals who say the constant droning melody is driving them mad. You want to hear what it sounds yeah, like? Because, this it's is, because people are doing it on purpose. I've got a little audio clip of it. <laughs> Sounds better in the car. That's the road these people... Yeah, it does, I'm sure, but if th if you lived on a road... Oh, I'd much rather have... 
the tune is created when car tires drive over the strips, which are it's really, it's really genius. I mean, whoever actually made so it these work. strips, it's the same thing. Like if you, if you accidentally veer too far on yes, the side the of the little, road, the little yes, and so you know, it wakes so, you up. So the uh, the what? It wakes you up. You know, what the, is the, it? The, you know, yeah, that's it. The um, that's what it sounds like, and it rumbles. It's chewy. So if they, it's they're chewy. Yeah, they're chewy. If you if if you. Never mind. Anyway, so the um, go ahead. So they make the they make they space them differently and they make them different sizes, sure. different heights, so everything makes it. But There's a lot of science behind it. You know what I'm saying that the the idea that I had was neat. The implementation is pure. That yeah. somebody could do it is amazing. So, but you got to hit the correct speed. It's a sixty uh, well, that, and that kilometers, part, and that was the part of the thing in America. Here in America, was that it was to encourage you to drive the speed limit because if you drove the speed limit, you would hear America It'd the Beautiful a song. or something That's like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the road will sing the anthem of the Friesland region, a northern part of the Netherlands that has a distinct language and culture. But it is loud, and the sound travels. And locals say the musical road has created a never-ending cacophony that keeps them awake at night. Last Saturday night, the taxis were driving, and on the way back, they tried to cross the lines as quickly as possible, and we had the anthem played all night at high speed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Friesland Authority has agreed to remove the rubble strips this week. Local newspapers have reported. Now, wait. Here's a different one. I did a quick googly-goo. Yeah? There is a quarter-mile-long musical road built in 2008 in uh, Lancaster, California, and when it plays the finale of the Williams Hill Overture. There's one that plays Keep on Loving You. Uh, and no, it's, there's not. There's not? Nobody cares about that man. We've gone down under in a while. I like say hello to Adam. You sure this isn't Austria? No, it's Australian. A twofer. Nice. Yeah, it's a twofer. It's a keeper. It's a suitor. <laughs> He's a suitor. Am I really blowing through the levels? I sound like I am. He's bona fide. I, who, hey, you know Dapper Dan. We, our, there's a little shop connected to the, to the Leeberry Studios. Yes, I'm looking. I got, I got a picture here. They've and got, they, they sell they, Dapper they sell, Dan. The, what, who would have guessed? Authentic Dapper Dan hair what? Matt stuff. Clay. Yes. 100 milliliters. Right there. And that, you know what? We should, we should go over there and buy some and give it to a listener. Actually, we should have a contest. Actually, I'm going to take back my band name from earlier. Oh, what's it going to be? Today's band name? Yeah. Dapper Dan. I'll let you do that. That would be a great band name. I'll let you do that. That would be a great band name. Dapper Dan. And as always, if you use these band names, they are free to use. Please just let us know so we can take credit. (laughs) We need a pat on the back. Anyway, an Australian court dismissed a 1.8 million workplace bullying case that accused a boss of malicious farting. Wasn't so Wait, much. malicious farting would have been even a oh, better man. band name. Okay, we can have multiple band names. <laughs> no, we can't. Yes, we can. No, you'll have to take one back like you did no, earlier. No, I did it early because that one wasn't that great. <laughs> no, neither was the neither was Dapper Dan. Here's the thing. They're both out there now. Malicious farting, <laughs> Dapper Dan. And what was the other one? I don't remember. That's it. Nope. All right. Anyway, at 1.8 million, it wouldn't have been as bad if he wasn't doing it maliciously. It's malicious farting. It was malicious. Yes. That's what caught, If he would have just been sauntering kind of through the office. <laughs> <laughs> You know, playing America the Beautiful. Oh. Um, but he, he was doing it maliciously, and that's yeah. where you got to draw the line. That's bullying. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. <laughs> if you don't fall for something, you'll stand for nothing. Front Diva just walked right by. I didn't oh say a word gosh. to us. A 1.8 million negligence case by a retrenched contracts administrator. What does that mean? Retren- he was trenched one time and then and trenched it, again. It's like getting recertified. He <laughs> <Yeah>. was retrenched. <laughs> 
uh, against his former employee has been rejected by Victoria's Supreme Court with the judge accepting that farting in the office is not bullying (laughs) and just part of Australian humor. (laughs) There she is. Now she's talking to us. (laughs) How funny. See, now that Australian humor, no wonder we're big in Australia. They're, they're funny people. They are funny. They get it. You know what they, they do? Get they, it. they get it. They get it. That's not a fault. That's not a fault. <laughs> hey, Adam. This is your mate Craig calling here from uh, United States. <laughs> I just want you to know we got a box full of malicious farts on the way. <laughs> Former employee David Hinks alleged his supervisor at Construction Engineering Australia in Melbourne uh, repeatedly abused him, including uh, by holding him down and farting on him. Sounds like funny games to me. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play is what I say. You know what they say? <laughs> something like Somebody that. says it like that. That's not a gas. He claimed to... Uh, okay, he claimed it resulted in depression. Sure it does. <laughs> and anxiety His and wife. physical injuries. Where have you been? This shirt smells terrible. It smells horrible. <laughs> what, you been in the toilet all day? And claimed a $1.8 million in damages as part of an unfair dismissal case. <sighs> But the defendant denied all the claims. And Justice Rita Zamet. Hey, you can't say that on the show. Z. Zamet. Band name, Rita Zamet. Uh, did not believe Hinkst was bullied at work and in dismissing the claim, accepted that his redundancy was genuine. Wow. Whatever that means. That's a lot of big words. Hinkst. Uh, Hinkst. 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 Hinkst, no! Get <laughs> Alleged to the court that his supervisor, Greg Short, well, that's just rude, would Listen. lift his bum, <laughs> he, would lift, he would lift his bum and fart on or at him, sometimes daily. In his general direction. Yeah. Uh, Short told the court while he remembered farting, he didn't recall thrusting his backside directly at Hinks he to remember, deliberately offend him. He remembered the yeah, pretty sure I remember that, mate, but I don't remember putting my bum in your face. I remember that day. It was a real good one. <laughs> I think I had corned beef that day. He said, you all right? He, he said there may have been some cultural misunderstanding because Hingst was German and didn't really understand that farting was just an Australian way of joking around. No, no, Australia, it's not. No, it is. Well, it is. I'm on Australia's side. I mean, like, if I'm at work, I don't want that going on. Well, no. I guess not. That would get... Short said, oh, I knew that Hinks... Wait, no, this guy's German, right? Yeah. Yeah, Short's German. I knew that... Uh, Hinks... No, Hinks was German. Hinks was Sh- German? Short's oh, Short said this. Yeah. Right? I, I knew that Hinks took quite offense to it, and I, to be honest, at the time... I didn't understand, but then obviously realizing it was uh, it was Hinks, uh, he was of German descent, whereas us Australians <laughs> are sort of brought up, you sort of accept it or just think, oh, that's what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, it is what happens. So I said I was sorry, and I invited him for a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> and a chocolate thunder from down under. And a blooming onion. <laughs> and I said, mate, a whole lot so he'd feel comfortable around me. <laughs> and I told him that's not a knife. I made him a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> okay, we've covered everything. <laughs> Um, it gets better. It does. The court heard that Hinks labeled short Mr. Stinky. <laughs> band name, Mr. Stinky. And it what? Another band. See, this is why you can have multiples, because there's so many good ones. Mm-mm. At one stage, sprayed him with deodorant. 
Zamet rejected Hink's claim of malicious flagellant, saying it was an offense that has its origins in cultural difference, rather than the sort of fear, distress, humiliation, or victimization that one would ordinarily expect in a bullying scenario. Oh, yeah, I do yeah, not yeah. accept the plaintiff's evidence about the frequency of Mr. Short's flagellants <laughs> in the office, or oh, it was targeted at the plaintiff. She talks like a man. She, she wrote in her judgment. The plaintiff said that uh, on occasion, Mr. Short passed wind <laughs> when they were at the printer and apologized. Oh, sorry. Don't copy that. <laughs> they were there at the printer. No, I'm just thinking about all this, man. You keep it's talking over there. You keep talking amongst yourself. It's a whole lot to think about a stinky Australian judge something. Well, you know, uh, apparently, the, I mean, if you're British, feel free to you know send us a note here. But, yeah, they're pretty free with them. Sure. And there was a guy that I worked with one time. There was this older guy, British guy. And he would just do it. And like, well, he, no, he wouldn't even apologize. He would just do it. Luckily, I was never around when it happened. And my mother swears there was a guy on the, or my, 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 it was, my mother told the story, but my father was on an elevator. And there was a guy from England or something, and they're riding on the elevator with a bunch of people, and he goes, Pardon me, or something <laughs> like that. And they're like, What you don't and they had to explain to him, you don't Don't announce don't it. Don't announce it. <laughs> Chances are nobody'll notice. I've got a friend named Terry who claims to have uh broke wind on a coworker and made him throw up. It was that bad. That the one, guy of my kids threw did, up. one of my kids did that. <laughs> When my kids were little, That's bad guys no, when right my there. kids were little, the, the two girls were in the car. I'm not going to name which one did what because I really don't remember which one was which right now. Glenna, who we don't speak of, no, I don't want to be poking people with a snake here. No, no, but, just but don't one of my names. kids, they were still in car seats. One of the kids let one rip. The other kid <laughs> threw up, vomited all over the car. It literally caused. A vomit reaction. Well, let's go from disgusting, and stinky. And you as having kids, if you've ever tried to get the vomit smell out of your car. Oh, yeah. It takes yeah. quite a while. Got to roll them windows down and let it rain, baby. Let yeah. it rain. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Well, speaking of no, horrible. not speaking of anything that we were just talking about. <laughs> uh, a did lot, you say speaking of horrible? I did, because my previous headphones, I never realized were horrible until... I placed these gorgeous Regents from Studio well, on my ears. Start those. That looks pretty good. So we got the Regents. It's the premium on-ear model. We're talking, of course, about the Studio headphones with impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones and well-balanced sound. Craig, 24 hours of active battery life. You know why? Why? Because they're Bluetooth. They're Bluetooth. You, you, walk, you walk around with these things. You put these cans on your head. That's what, yes. the, that's what they call them in the biz. That's what we call them here. Uh, you put these cans on your head. Yep. You walk around. For, you, you can... You can 24 hours you can listen to music almost. Yeah. Uh, 24 plus hours. Sure. And then if you're like me and you kind of get sidetracked and don't listen for a while, they'll sit there for 20 days not being used and still have a charge. That's how good the battery is. Uh, they sound fantastic. They're super very comfortable. They're super very, super very comfortable. Uh, connects to any device that has Bluetooth. Um, of course, you can use the cord like we use here in the studio. Yeah, there's a cord. You plug it right in. Because we got our audio box. The audio box here at Liberate, it doesn't have Bluetooth. No. But that's okay. We're no, professionals. We're not that no. So the studio. Right there? Yeah, I'm okay. Studio, they wanted to revolutionize the way people see headphones, not just a tech device, but also as an accessory. So you can make these things customized, Craig. You could get end caps. With all kind of cool designs on yeah, them. Yeah, just make it your own. But what, what impresses me, I don't have the cool designs. I've got the original 
uh, caps. That's 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 that's. The, I like that stripe. Small on them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but the audio is impeccable. It's so good. They're so comfortable. I forget. I got them on sometimes, and they're super affordable. They're not like those trendy headphones you see on the superstars or the athletes. Oh yeah, the ones that rhyme with sheets. Right. Those those yeah. things. But they those sound okay. But if for the money, they should sound better. These are a fraction of the cost. A third of the cost. Super cheap. Yeah. Or super affordable, I should say, because they're, they're not, not cheap. cheap. They're no, Scandinavian no, no. design. No. But if you use our weird 15 promo code, yes. you get a 15% discount off the already low price. Yeah, so you get free shipping. Yeah, free shipping worldwide. You get, you, you get an already affordable price. And you then get, you get 15% off by using the code weird one five yeah. weird fifteen yeah and then you get free shipping it's like they can't give you enough they keep thinking what else can we give you and if you boil it all down you're getting fantastic headphones and the packaging we oh, never we, we never talked about the packaging so the packaging is top notch sure you know why it's Scandinavian design it's that design so go on over to studio.com it's like studio without the T it's S- like it's like Susu Studio yep that story's in the little booklet that comes with it studio.com S-U-D-I-O and order up uh, a pair of earbuds or headphones and use they've also got the Bluetooth in ear with no wires the earbuds yeah, well, yeah. They're, well they're called something else earbuds no, no like that, that was a dog that played yeah, that's basketball what they call them, no they don't but anyway <laughs> the deal is that they're they're like no wires it's like it's like the, that's right it's like that other brand smapple they got the uh <laughs> it rhymes with smapple <laughs> yes they've got some that don't have wires that go in your ear these guys have them for a fraction of the cost and you get 15 percent off Free so shipping. anyway studio.com weird 15 is your code so we're going to go back down we're going to go down north Headline is, Florida parents call on Wrinkles the Clown to scare children straight. This is a story I can get behind. You know Wrinkles the Clown. He's that really creepy one that's spotted on the side of the roads and things. He's wrinkly. He's got a phone number. It's all over the internet. You can call him. Honestly, Wrinkles the Clown would be a great band name. (laughs) No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. Parents in Florida. You know in your heart. Parents in Florida have discovered the ultimate tool to keep naughty kids in line, a horrifying clown named Wrinkles. The clown's been spotted in the U.S. state southwest since 2013, and now the man behind the nightmarish mask has revealed the motivation behind his appearance. Wrinkles, who has been spotted in red and white polka dot suit with frightful rubber mask and deep black eye sockets, is the creation of a professional clown, Joel Mason of Collier County. He explained to a local reporter that he is kind of a nightmare for hire. We could be called the same thing, actually. Yeah. You know, people pay me to go scare their friends. Except they don't have to pay us. To dance at parties, bar mitzvahs. It's limitless. Ever since these kids put me on the internet, my phone rings nonstop. Mason later. You think he goes, <laughs> he does. Uh, Mason later explains. He does or his phone does? No, he does. Mason later explained to the Washington Post that he was recently hired by a mom to help keep her misbehaving 12 year old in line. He was scared of clowns, this and I showed up. This kid is going to have years of therapy. He was scared of clowns, and I showed up across the street from him at the bus stop, and he just started crying in front of his friends and ran home, Wrinkles said. What is said. wrong with this mother? She's evil. His mother called back a few days later and said, thank you. Now when he acts bad, she just has to ask him, you want Wrinkles to come back? <laughs> that's terrible. It's like Krampus. I can't tell if that's just brilliant or <laughs> just unusual cruelty. Ooh, Mason keeps up the act as a way to push against today's sanitized world where parents wrap their kids in cotton wool. I think I can get behind it too, Craig. Yeah. I really can. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a good old-fashioned clown, he told the Post. When I was a kid, it was okay to scare kids. <laughs> now they're all whiny and scared. <laughs> yep. I like this guy a lot. He said, I want to bring scary back. And while he may be keeping Florida residents up at night, Mason's having the time of his life. 
I just want to have fun, have a good time, make a little extra money on the side, have a little fun before I die. (laughs) Make a little. (laughs) Get down tonight. (laughs) There's a social media account dedicated to the sightings of wrinkles throughout Florida. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, This next story. Hey, yes. heavy metal campers. Oh, this is great. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is so weird, though. Well, that's why it's on the show. That's right. Uh, the, the people would go out camping looking like this. Heavy metal campers. Well, they didn't look like this. Uh, the, the photograph that they showed of them at the campsite, they were just normal, oh, dressed the picture normal. I saw, they were in the... I think they had their long black coats on and things as they okay. were going okay. to the Okay, well, camp. let's explain what's going okay. on. Heavy metal campers unwittingly sparked mass rescue mission. An innocent camping trip on a Scottish island turned into a scene from a movie after a group of friends were the subject of a massive rescue effort. Someone mistakenly believed the group of heavy metal fans were sailing to the island for a sinister suicide pact. grief. How do you get to that conclusion? You've got to take a lot for granted. I guess so. Simply because they were dressed in black. Yeah. The friends told ghost stories around their campfire on a tiny island in Loch Levin on Sunday night, but little did they know, police, helicopters, boats, and fire crews had been dispatched to save them, quote unquote. <laughs> After smashing windows in their two cars, they really didn't have to get in the car, they just wanted to smash them. They <laughs> said, break that glass, yeah, quick. Yeah, we got to break something. Oh, it was unlocked. <laughs> uh, After smashing windows in their two cars parked on the shore to look for suicide notes, boats made their way to the island. There they quote-unquote rescued campers David Henderson, a teacher from Glasgow. <laughs> a Glasgow teacher who's really into heavy metal and camping. Yeah. Um, let's see. Aberdeen University. Uh, Aberdeen University lecturer. Aberdeen's a pretty good school. Pandiotis. Yeah, you know Pandiotis. Yeah. And civil engineer Ross Anderson, along with 10-year-olds uh, Natalia, Teo, and Jude Anderson, uh, 7-year-old Andrew Vasil... They're just making stuff up now. Vaseline. Uh, Vasilia, that reminds me of the, this person I knew with the last name, Vasiline Kalidakis, and it was like, I could learn that word, but this uh, you have to learn how to say it. And a dog called Jazz. It was a dog called Jazz. <laughs> Band name, dog called Jazz. That's the only Greek name I could actually say. Dog called Jazz? No, Vasiline Kalidakis. Oh, that's pretty good. It's uh, impressive is what it is. David Henderson, singer with the black metal band uh, Nistopia? Something. Nistopia? Told BBC, uh, we're just a group of friends who like to go camping and listen to heavy metal music. We parked our cars opposite Lachlan, uh, Loch Levin They're Scottish. Castle. They're Scottish. He didn't sound like that. Uh, I just didn't have it in me tonight. What's wrong with you? We're just a group of friends who like to go camping and listen to heavy metal music. Thank you. That was we perfect. We parked the cars opposite of Loch Levin Castle and did a safety briefing before we rolled over to the island. Row, row, row. We set boat. up our TP. What are the Indians now? And got a fire going with lots of nice food. We're sitting around telling ghost stories. Scary ghost stories. Rico's the clown. And that's when we started seeing loads of weird lights in the sky across the water. And there were more and more of them. The lights seemed to come towards us, and the dog started barking. It was very surreal. And we didn't know what it was. Uh, well, I feel like Shrek narrating a story here. No, you did good. You're doing great. No, I'm not. Yeah. It, It was like something out of a movie. Like some kind of X-Files episode. Exactly. We thought if it came to it, we'd grab the kids and get a boat and get away from here. Skedaddle. We killed the fire. Oh. Because we did not want, we did not know who this was. Oh, man, I'm blowing it out. <laughs> we killed the fire because we didn't know who this was. And our priority was to protect the kids. When they came closer, we realized it was a rescue team. I could hear on the radios they wanted us off the island. <laughs> when, the, when the adults reached the shore... 
there were fire engines, police, and ambulance, uh, police cars, and ambulances. Mr. Henderson said, I think there were like 22 vehicles there and about 50 to 70 people. Oh, my goodness. It was bizarre. <laughs> we would take into the ambulance, and they were putting thermometers in our ears uh, as we walked to the ambulance and checking our pulses. They then told us the reason they put our, they put our car windows in. They put our car windows in. Here in America, if you put a car window in, you're replacing it. Yeah, then they that's told true. us the reason they put the car windows in. So what time they did thought, he be here to put my car yeah, window in? Something. Oh, come by, throw a bottle at it if you want. <laughs> they thought something sinister was going and they going on, and they had to look for a suicide note. The adults were questioned by police who were concerned about possible kidnapping. One police. Uh, established no one was in any danger and the children were all entitled to be there the police and rescue teams left no bothering of them you know no word of them fixing the windows in the car no that that's the group bad who were prepared for a night's camping on the island ended up having more uncomfortable night instead we were left in the dark in the cold with no fire <laughs> we couldn't drive because we had a couple of beers around the campfire They rescued us from an environment which was absolutely safe and comfortable to an environment that was freezing cold and broken windows in our car. It was a total overreaction. That's the worst camping trip ever. After a cold night in their cars, the group had to pay for the replacement windows. That's wrong. That is wrong. It's terrible. Hey, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's time for our brand new segment. And now a weird moment from history. Our new segment. I'm aware. Weird news from history. This week's weird news from history is vampire attack sucks the life out of the Cold War. See what they did there. I found this a very interesting story, by the way. The Philip the the Philippians the Philippians, <laughs> the Philippians <laughs> was a the valuable was a valuable U.S. ally during the Cold War, <laughs> but communist rebels were an ongoing problem until Craig. The CIA fake fake vampire attacks to deter them. Marginalized after the end of World War II, members of the Filipinos People's Army became increasingly marginalized when the war ended. Despite fighting for years against Japanese occupation, subscribing to communist ideals, Japanese. What is that? (laughs) They began a peasants' rebellion, claiming independence from wealthy uh, Manilan Filipinos who had grabbed land and worked with Japanese invaders. Since the Philippines were a primary asset to the U.S. during the war, the CIA sent one of their most effective officers, Edward Lansdale. Was he a vampire? He was kind of, he was a father of vampires. Right. To help quash the rebellion. Lansdale was an expert in psychological. No, 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 no. He what? helped squash the what rebellion? Oh, the Huckbalapop rebellion. Huckbalapop. That's what I just said. Lansdale was an expert in psychological warfare and believed that the best psychological warfare methods must be based on social cultural beliefs of the chosen target. Very smart thinking. Very smart. If, the they, if they think, if they think, uh, you know, ghosts are real, yes, with ghosts. That's if exactly zombies right. are real, hit yep. with zombies. Exactly. So the CIA chose to exploit the Hulk's belief in Oswang, a monster. Filipino folklore said to drain the blood of humans. Folklore. folklore said to drain the blood of humans. So back in the 50s, residents of the Philippines still very much believed in and feared the Oswang. So Lansdale took advantage of this. A unit of the rebels had taken up a prime position on a hill in Luzon. 
this was the perfect opportunity for Lansdale to deploy his psi war tactics. That's psychological warfare for you and me. Yeah. When the unit went on patrol at night, Lansdale ordered his people to silently grab the last man in the group. So they they snuck up. They got this guy, this rebel, right. the very last, the unlucky one to be in the in the back. Uh, so this is what they did. Lansdale ordered his people to silently grab the last man, puncture his neck in two places, hang him upside down to drain his blood, and then throw his body back on the trail. Wow. Yes. A covert and gruesome action. War, you know, war kills people and breaks yeah, things. That's what yeah. it does. But the, this is this is like psychological it, here. It's, it's extremely. The rebels, of course, return later to look for their missing comrade, only to find an exsanguated. How do you say that? Exsanguated corpse. Exsanguous. I don't know. That's too big of a word. It really is for this show, anyway. An empty corpse that looked like the victim of an Oswang attack. While this might seem like an odd tactic... Sanguinated. That's what, yes, that's very good. While this might seem like an odd tactic, it worked. The very next day, the frightened rebels fled their hilltop position, losing one of their greatest advantages. They want to be out there and, you know... no, those vampires will get you. Although it only took one fake vampire attack to scare the Hucks away from the location, it wasn't the end of things. Lansdale deployed more war techniques, such as painting menacing all-seeing eyes on homes and villages where he suspected the rebels were hiding in the night and broadcasting messages from low-flying planes to make the rebels believe spies were in their midst. And now a weird moment from history. That was our weird moment from history. I feel like he should say that was a weird well, maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll hire that guy to do a closing. A no, closing. Out, please. Really expensive. All right. Artist Neon Signs showcase the worst parts of each social media platform. This is a quick story, but it's very funny. Each social media platform has a different focus, be it Facebook, Snapchat, or Twitter. Each platform also has something uniquely annoying about it, and that's the focus of a digital artist in Southeast Michigan. Mike Campau... Kung Pao <laughs> Chicken has created a series called Antisocial that depicts the top social media platforms as Vegas style neon signs. And it's they look fantastic. They look real. Each sign is in an empty parking lot, which is supposed to symbolize how each person's post is both isolated but also in an area that can be seen by many. The signs which Campo directly, I'm sorry, created digitally, show, uh, showcase the most irritating aspects of each platform. <laughs> for instance, the sign for Facebook points out that it's the place to go and make everyone think your life is great. <laughs> that's awesome. True. That's so true. He's also harsh on LinkedIn. Everybody should be. Which he describes as people I don't really know endorse me for things I don't really do. <laughs> that... I love it. Honestly, yes. that is the best part of this whole story, because I have said that from the beginning. <laughs> it's true. I never understood how I could go out to LinkedIn, and I could endorse you in brain surgery, yes. n- not knowing if you can do it. Exactly. It's the yeah. dumbest thing ever. Um, he's. Uh, let's see. Other signs created include uh, Behance. What is that? That's Adobe's uh, social media where you put your... Uh, projects up okay, for people to judge. That. Yeah. I spend all day putting my link in project comments and not doing work. <laughs> That's what the sign said. Yeah. Instagram, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's all it says. Twitter, my political view is all or nothing based on other posts and memes. Wow. That's good That's stuff. Funny. I love the one about LinkedIn. Yeah. Hey, it's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. 
Now, this week, uh, the top ten list is Stephen King books. We've done Stephen King movies before, Craig, you may remember, but we've right. never done books. Right. So this is and the I've top only, ten. And I've only read one of these. I've read eight of these. Because, and, and actually, the one I read is really a novella or whatever. The it's only like, one of these I haven't read is number five. Okay, let's get, the, let's get to the list. But, okay. I've, but I've seen the movies on all these, so yeah. I can at least have nothing to contribute. Whatever. This, t- this comes to us from thetop10s.com. Here we go. Yeah. Number 10, top 10 Stephen King books. Carrie. Very scary, better than the movie, as most of these are. The number nine. I, I do like the movie. Number nine, top 10. Oh, that's a good movie. The first one was good with, with Sissy we're, Spacek. We're not going to talk about reboots. Why not? We're talking about the originals. Okay. Okay. Good. Very good. Number nine, top 10 Stephen King book, Cujo. Now, I rewatched that recently. Yeah. It wasn't quite as horrible as I remember the movie being. I didn't like the book uh, or the movie. Yeah. I haven't read the book. But I didn't like oh, it. Oh, we can talk about number eight. Yes. eleven twenty two sixty three, And that's, for those who are not in the know, that's a date. November 22nd, 1963. Fantastic book and movie. The miniseries. Yes. Or whatever you want to call it. It was amazing. Number seven, top ten Stephen King book, Pet Cemetery. Great. Yep. Great. Number six, Misery. Also great. Yeah, good movie and good book. Yeah. I, again, Aaron speaking to the book. I'm really pretty much just going by the story. Uh, top ten Stephen King book, number five, Salem's Lot, which I have yet to read. I'm kind of saving that one. For what? Oh, just you're not getting any younger. Well, it's, it, it, I, I don't want to read all the good Stephen King books at once. Okay. Number four of the top ten Stephen King books, The Green Mile. Which was released in serial format, and I was at, I would wait at the store for the episode. Every two weeks, they would release a new oh, book. Oh, I thought you meant they put it on the back of a serial box. <laughs> number, number three of the top ten Stephen King books, The Stand, which was a miniseries. Yes. Also a great book. Number two, uh, Filmed on the Moon, The Shining. <laughs> The number one. Oh, wait, real quick, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. Did you ever go see Ready Player One? Not yet. No, we There's may go a, see it tonight, okay, actually. There is a big part of The Shining in that movie. Oh, good. And it is amazing. Well, the number one top ten Stephen King book of all time so far, It. It what? Which is my favorite Stephen King book. <laughs> Here comes Front Drama rushing us out of the studio because we stayed too late last week. She's well, mad at us. So, uh... I was going to say, um, why wasn't... Oh, actually, no, I was mistaken. The Mist is not a middle sister. I was going to say, I it read isn't. The Mist. I love The Mist. The Mist is a great... It's one of my favorite endings of a movie ever. Uh, but the book. I the, the, the novella. Book is, the book, is, yeah, it was short. It's a novella. Novella. Yeah. It's a Nutella. It's a Nutella. It was part of a collection. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the, that story in the book ends with a little less... It does. It, it's and that's of, why it's, I liked it so much. It wasn't what I was expecting. When I saw the movie, I was expecting the ending. The, of the movie had a shocking ending. Oh, it was awesome. But, but before you get to that part, I, yes. just, I love the story. It's, it's so awesome. Story. Lori hates it. Because I stood up and cheered at the end. We're yeah, watching it. It's, 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 it's not for everybody. <laughs> Okay, that does it for this episode. I don't know, it's 160 something. 168. It's in the books. Tell your friends. 32 away from Big 200. Tell your friends and family, please listen to the Weird News Podcast at weirdnewspodcast.com. Darn it.